Hey guys, this is James. And Greg. We're the co-hosts of the Sports Dance Podcast, a weekly podcast recapping all the news, sports, daily fantasy, and anything else you can want to know in the sports world. If you like blazing hot sports takes, you like a little bit of humor, maybe a little bit of murder. No, just kidding. All sports. But follow us, uh, Greg. On Twitter at SportsStands underscore. You can follow James at SportsStandsJ. Follow us on Vine, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah, we got it all. At Boom. the SportsStands. And, you know, just check us out. You're going to love what we bring to the table every single week. Hot takes, nothing less. The Sports sports Dance. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Sports Dance Podcast with Greg and James. I'm the second part. And with me, as always, he only uses the Warriors in NBA 2K, ladies and gentlemen. It's Greg Cowan. What's happening, baby? I'm sorry. I just like to win. That's all I like to do. <laughs> 66 and a half wins guaranteed, basically, according to Vegas odds. Is that the over-under? It's the over-under right now. Good Lord. Yeah. 66 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> That's unreal. I think there was 63 and a half like last year, so the fact that they improved three games with KD's addition, a little weird. That's really impressive. Can I tell you, I got NBA 2K. I went out and bought the NBA 2K. Do you like it? Yeah, of course I like it. I don't know. Sometimes people are weird about it. Okay, well, unsurprisingly, I got NBA 2K and I really like it. Um, I saw you made yourself a face. I made myself a face. It's a little creepy how that works. So the thing with NBA 2K is every single year they slightly change it. They change it just enough to throw you off your game the first couple times you play. Yeah, it's like Madden. And I was also switching over from Xbox to PS4, which is like, it's it's awesome. Controller-wise, it's... Totally different. It's not that different, but it's it's different enough. In the hands, it feels yeah, different. Yeah, the hand feel is very different. Um, hand feel is very important. Yeah. And you gotta have a nice feeling in your hands. Exactly. When you're holding something. Yep. So uh, the first game I played, I played as the Celtics against the Magic. And I barely squeaked out a win because everything was new to me. And I was like, okay, I need to play a couple games in order to kind of get this get this ready to go. But you had Al, Al Horford. I did have Al Horford. The second game I played was as the Warriors against the Cavaliers. And I won by like 40 points. <laughs> like, it is going to so be... So it's realistic. I mean, it's going to be unbelievable. This it's is a realistic game. This team is going to be outlawed for anyone who plays this stupid game. So anyone out there who plays the Warriors in NBA 2K, uh, you're a noob. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's like that was like stated before the game even came out. When Katie signed, people were like, "All right, rule number one: NBA 2K17. Nobody's allowed to use Warriors." It's unreal, though, dude. Like you can hit literally any shot you want with Steph Curry, and when he can't hit literally any shot, it's Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson can hit literally any shot. Yeah, and then you just have Draymond Green pushing people around down low. Yeah, it's fun. It's like it's gonna and, be a great and like, time. Whoever programmed NBA, uh, like the game also programmed Draymond to just roll to the rim on like every single play, and then have every other shooter out there on the perimeter. It's it's nuts. Yeah, it's not gonna be fun if you're uh, going to get somebody online with that team. No, no, it's not no, gonna no. Be no. You just like you have to just kind of like I don't even know. You just quit. Like I have no idea what you do. <laughs> Um, before we get into everything we want to get into, we're going to get into some football. That was talking basketball. That was talking basketball. Good basketball talk, James. Hey, guess what, Greg? It's coming back. NBA training camps open up next week, kid. (laughs) We're we're back at it. We're going to have to have multiple podcasts (laughs) to fit in all this information. Um, but before we get into NFL, college football, um, MLB, the wild card race is unreal right now. Um, Before we get into all that kind of stuff, Greg, what's going on with you? How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, you know, just had a nice relaxing week, uh, Went golfing this weekend with some buddies of mine. Yeah. You being one of them. Yeah, we went golfing. Yeah, it was a good time. 
Yeah. I enjoyed ourselves. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, myself. Surprisingly, we all tied. That was, it's impressive. I mean, what do you? So, are you including me in that? I mean, yes. I, I did yes. not. It was yeah. a team. It was a team game. We did team round. Yeah. So you know, ball. somehow we all finished in the eighties, which is impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good golfers. It basically was like you and the other the guy on you know Michigan Mike actually. Yeah. Uh, on the other teams, you guys were captains of your teams, and then um, Jewett, who we'll hear from a little bit later. Yep. And myself, we're basically like, uh, I'm going to call us utility guys. You, you, know? you were the drinkers for the day. Well, we were the ones that would, you know, every once in a while, we would hit a shot that you guys would then use as best ball, like just to kind of erase whatever Just like a pat mistakes. on the back type. Good job. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I played a lot of mind games. You I'm did. a big mind game You're guy mind out game there, guy. of course. And, uh, you know, I put my hat backwards. I was the bad boy out there. Yeah, you were the bad boy for life. So, you know, that course said no backwards hats and I, you did not promptly, promptly threw my hat backwards. You did. So it was a lot of fun, man. Uh, anything else happened to you? Interesting. Uh, not too much. I mean, I'm happy my Eagles are two and oh, that's about, I got to watch them on national TV. So we're going to get into that. Massachusetts. I don't get to see them often. We are, uh, we're being forced to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. And this was a, this is an unexpected development in my life. In mine too. (laughs) I was not really prepared for but that's pretty cool, man. Um, yeah, nothing else. Nothing else happening with me really, other than NBA 2K. Um, still on that Atlanta bandwagon. I was gonna man. say I watched it. I really liked good. It. Paperboy. Yeah, Paperboy. That song is catchy, man. All about that Paperboy. <laughs> I would actually listen to that song. I would too. And uh, the soundtrack's really good. So if you're not up on Atlanta, I definitely check. I uh, recommend checking that out uh, on. It's a, it's a good show. FX. Okay, cool. Let's get into it. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. You want to start with NFL or what do you want to do? Uh, we can start with NFL. Let's start That's going to be our big chunk, so might as well. Let's start with NFL, man. Um, week two is in the books. And we have you know, some surprises, some storylines, big things happening. We're going to try to make this a regular thing and get into that um, silly ESPN-style segment. So, Greg. Why not? Out of, uh, out of everything you saw last week, from players to coaches to whole units of teams to entire teams themselves most impressed who most impressed you last week uh most impressed me last week actually was i'm gonna go with the whole defensive squad of arizona Mm. they just like completely dominated tampa bay uh had a few turnovers i think they returned a touchdown yeah uh you know it was a pretty good day overall especially if you had them on your fantasy squad they put up like 20 plus points Uh, i faced somebody that actually had them and still squeaked out a win so i was happy but yeah i mean that defense they just tore Jameis Winston apart you know everybody the week before we were all praising him being like he looked really good he was my most impressed yeah he was looking phenomenal against Atlanta and then all of a sudden it was like oh hey wait let's bring it back down to earth uh Arizona just completely threw him into the ground uh threw that whole offense to the floor pile drived it laid it down counted to three and came up victorious wow yeah, I threw in a wrestling reference in there for some reason. Yeah, and it just you, felt right. You, you did it to completion. Yeah, it felt, it felt very good. <laughs> very, very good. Um, okay, yeah, that's a good one. The defense for the uh, Cardinals. Yeah, and who impressed I, you, James? It's tough, man. So i I have a couple. I have a couple candidates. I'm trying. I'm toying between here. I and they're mostly also defenses as well. Uh, the defense for the Broncos and the defense for the Texans. Uh, both really impressed me. 
Uh, I'm going to end up going with the defense for the Texans because the Broncos defense that we sort of kind of had an idea of what they were going to be. We knew that they were going to be superstar defenses. They stopped Cam Newton the week before. So the defense of the Texans was really, really impressive to me. I realize that the Chiefs aren't exactly super explosive on offense, but if you look at their DVOA over the last few years, they've been in the top 10 every single year. Yeah, they're, pre- they're pretty good. They're consistent. Yeah, Alex Smith, you know, say what you will about him. The guy's not exactly a world beater by any stretch of the imagination, but he can sling the ball around a little bit. Yeah, he won't beat you with the deep ball, but those short passes, and he can run. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the Texans, man, they look really, really good last week. Clowney. Even if he didn't get a ton of sacks, I think he got one sack in that game. Um, but he just adds that extra dimension uh, into the uh, defense that they just yeah. didn't have before. He's good to see. It's good to see him healthy. And one of the things that they did too that I thought was really interesting was um, Clowney came out as a defensive end uh, out of college as a defensive yeah. end. And I read a cool article. Is what they did was they stuck him actually instead into a uh, tackle position uh, on the inside. So to kind of have the most explosive players, because he's so big and strong, he can still run, uh, he can still defend the run in those those situations, um, and stick him uh, right in the middle there, and kind of have the most explosive players running up the middle. It kind of forces their quarterbacks to kind of roll out of the pocket where you're going to encounter someone like a JJ Watt. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's actually a really good idea by them. So it's a it's an interesting interesting uh, time in the Texans defense. They're going to have a fun fun time. Uh, tonight against the Patriots. We'll see what happens. Kobe Brissett uh, may need to watch out. Yeah, I th- but I thought that they were incredibly impressive. So uh, Julian Edelman, get the arm ready. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Texans defense, you're my most impressive of the week. Greg, least impressive. Who do you see last week that you just were not not impressed by? I'm going to take an entire game. Wow. Okay. Just because. Oh, I for, see where it's coming to. For all the implications that this game had, it was supposed to be a shootout. It ended up being nothing of the sort. Saints Giants. Oh wow! Okay. Super unimpressive. Yeah. Just by both teams, no, by their showing. That's yeah. A rough Eli game. Manning passed for like 360 plus yards, no touchdowns. Breeze threw for 200 and something yards, which is unbreeze. Like he should be over 300 every time because they don't really have a running game. They have Ingram, who yeah, he'll give you like 60, 70 yards, but it's nothing that impressive. It was 16, 13, James. That is about 70 less points than they scored last year in their meeting. And this year, the defenses should be actually worse, at least for the Saints side. They have three cornerbacks who, up until this year, hadn't had a start except for one of them between all three. They had two rookies and another guy who started one game last year. When you have Victor Cruz, Odo Beckham Jr., and Shepard as your three core receivers, you gotta light it you up. You should just light it up if you're the Giants. It should at least been in the 20s, 30s for each side. It was very disappointing. Mainly, I'm just so unimpressed because they completely threw off my fantasy, like daily fantasy leagues. And screwed me because that was supposed to be the game that across the board looked like it was going to light up the scoreboard. Yeah. So least impressed uh, An by entire that game. game. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have another couple candidates I'm trying to decide between. So last week, my most impressed was Jameis Winston. Uh, this week, he is a candidate for least impressed. He did not look very good. Not at all. Um, and I, I get that it's against the Cardinals defense. So, you know, if you're going to sling it around the yard a little bit, that's the one that's going to be difficult to do it against. Yeah. But four interceptions is rough, man. I mean, at that point, it's you got to be a little you got to be a little bit more careful with the ball there. Um, so I and I'm hesitant to do this again, but I re- I think I really need, do need to end up giving it to the Seahawks. I gave them least impressed last week. Wow. I gave them least impressed on the uh, on their run game last week. 
I'm going. I'm going. Team as a whole. Yeah, the team did not look pretty. This is the Los Angeles Rams, Greg. Now I get it. They got. Some, they've got a pretty decent defense in there. Again, Aaron Donald is is a absolute beast. Like yeah. there's no getting around that. But this is the Los Angeles Rams, and you're the Seattle Seahawks. Like you need to come out there and beat this game, uh, or just crush this game after barely squeaking out a win against the the Dolphins last week. Yeah, they're not putting up many points. No, they're not putting up any points really. It's like um, field goals only, it seems. And like you've got you've got some explosive, you know, people around you. You've got Jimmy Grant, you've got Tyler Lockett, you've got some, you got Doug Baldwin. Is this you a cry have, for Marshawn? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you don't have Marshawn Lynch. That sucks. But like you know, Thomas Rawls or Christine Michaels or whoever is supposed to be pretty good. I also just never have gotten how they never been able to get Jimmy Graham involved. I don't know. This is like the this is the most ridiculous thing to me right now. Like, doesn't even throw to him. No, like it's like, oh hey, you're here to block. Yeah, like this. This I guess this, has he just never had a had a tight end? Yeah, apparently not. Have, like, has Wilson never had a tight end, or is like Carroll just not know how to use tight ends? Like, I feel like they've the had here? other guys that have been on the team that get more catches as tight ends than Graham has. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. I mean, you stick. You, I mean, I, you know, you know that you. This is true because you stick Graham on like any other situation, and the guy's got like you know twenty touchdowns. Literally any other team, he's doing well. So I don't really understand what's going on with the Seahawks there, man. Uh, I'm going to give them another least impressed. Um, can we and, blame Sierra? What's that? Can we blame Sierra for like Russell Wilson? We can blame Sierra. I like guess. why not? Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose. I mean, jur- jury's in. <laughs> So they got a, they have a game this week against the 49ers. If they don't come out here and just crush the 49ers, then there's a problem. Yeah, and that's a rivalry game too. Like that's the bigger one between Rams and Niners. You're going to you always get a little more amped up for the Niners it seemed if you were Seattle. I guess. I mean, I would just say that you're you're playing against Blaine Gabbert uh, at home. You're favored by nine and a half points. I wow. think <laughs> they expect him to score that many points? Yeah. It's that makes no sense. So uh, the the Seahawks, if you don't win this next game, there's going to be a whole lot of questions about. Uh, They've scored 15 points the entire year. They expect them to score like nine and a half in one game. We'll see what happens, man. Uh, okay, that was most impressed, least impressed. Like this still, Greg. I'm going like to take. It. I'm. Uh, this continues to puff up my ego. I'm really yeah. enjoying this. I'm, I'm glad your ego definitely needs more puffing up. That's exactly what the show needs. Um, what were our picks from last week? I don't even remember what we picked. Uh, uh, we both were right on Steelers. Both rounds. I know about that. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. I'm we... pretty sure that you beat me on the majority of this. I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, to be totally honest with you, the, we did. Did we do? I foul. picked Redskins. You picked Cowboys. Yep. Uh, so you. I you're, picked you're up on that. Vikings. You picked Packers. I don't remember. I think that's how it went. So you know, let's just basically say I'm eating two, and you're in like. Why are we saying three, that? Three, Why are we saying that? We're three. We don't need to You're say three that. Oh, I picked the Bills too. Yeah, I picked the Jets. See, it's all coming back to us now. So I'm pretty sure I was right. I was like four and one. You weren't four and one. We'll call it. You're seven and three. We'll call. I, oh, I picked. Uh, I picked Jets, Cowboys. Um. Wow, we've Vikings. That's at least four games. I know I won. No, you just named three. No Jets. Cowboys, Vikings. Cowboys, uh, Vikings. Did I not name a fourth one? No, you didn't. No. That's well, three. Okay. Well, I'm just going with four. <laughs> no, we're going with three. You're seven and three. Um, wow, this is exhilarating radio. Good job, us. <laughs> we probably should have remembered hey, who we prep. picked. Good, good prep. prep. But we're going to pick some more games this week, and we'll actually write them down this time. Ha-ha! Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, Greg. Uh, I actually think I have them written down somewhere. Before we uh, get into our picks right now, we have some guest picks from yeah. uh, sports dance superfan Dan Jewett. Biggest fan of them all. What up, Drew Bear? Woo-woo. So we're going to take a quick listen to that. I talked to him actually because I'm the better host of Maine James, and that's just... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Don't worry. You've got more just, time on your hands. I just had more time we're, on my we can hands. Get, we can get into that real quick if you want to, Greg. Can, can we not? <laughs> um, okay, so uh, here is Greg's interview slash picking contest with uh, Dan Jewett. Hey, guys. Welcome to the guest picks for week three. This week, we got a special guest with us. He's been with us since the beginning. He's a longtime friend of the show. He's got a voice that can melt butter all by itself, how sultry it is and how hot it is. Uh, it's none other than Dan Jewett. Dan, how you doing? I'm doing very well, man. Thanks for having me on. Ah, no problem, buddy. You've been with us since the beginning, and you've been our number one supporter. First guy to ever text us about our show. So we figured it's about time that we got you to, you know, have your moment to shine. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Super fan status over here. Uh, seriously, you are like our biggest fan. And, yeah, no, I'm just going to go with your biggest fan. So screw you, Tommy Beard, if you're listening. All right, so as I said, you're going to be doing our guest picks for week three. Uh, you know, Dan, diehard Pats fan. I'm pretty sure I'm safe and safe in saying that. Yeah, very safe. Yeah, all right. So of course we're going to have him pick the Pats game on Thursday night football, and then he's going to pick uh, two other big matchups. You know, Panthers, Vikings, and the two and O teams from PA. Yeah, that's right. The Eagles and the Steelers both undefeated going against each other in week three. So we're going to start off with the obvious Homer choice. I'm going to be shocked with this pick if it goes any other direction than what I expect. Thursday night football, Patriots, Texans, who you got, Dan? Yeah, you're killing me making pick this one. Uh, I mean, the Pats are on to their third-string rookie quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, and like facing up against the Texans defense, who's probably going to gobble them up, uh, especially with no Gronk there and how bad the Pats' defense played in the second half against uh, the Dolphins. I'm a little worried on this one. Uh, I am going to have to pick the Texans overall just Ooh. because, yeah, I, I know it hurts. It hurts my heart. Um, Makes me feel good. But, but with Nuke Hopkins there and Will Fuller, I, I, I'm calling it now. Will Fuller is going to be the rookie of the year. Ooh, I like but, it. I like it. Early yeah, prediction. I mean, the kids already had 200-yard uh, games. So He's from Notre Dame. What do you expect? They just produce greatness. They can't do it on the field during the regular season, but, you know, good NFL guys. Yeah. But, wow, Texans. All right. You got a score prediction? You going to think it's going to be a slaughter? No, I don't think it's going to be a slaughter. I think Bill Belichick's going to put his foot up the ass of the defense and uh, make it at least competitive, probably uh, somewhere along the lines of, like, 24-21. Ooh, okay. You got it close, at least. Yeah, close game. The real, I mean, the real question is, is there a small part of you that kind of hopes Brissett goes down and Edelman's forced to be the quarterback? Uh, like... No, just because then that risk, I don't mean getting hurt for the season, too. Don't really want that. But as far as Jacoby Brissett goes, Bill Belichick could like coach up a potato sack to get a win off the Sun game. So I'm not too, too concerned. Yeah, I'm thinking I might go to open tryouts if they have him because I think he could just work wonders with me. Yeah. All right, so we got Texans over Patriots for your first pick. A little bit of a shocker to me. I'm not going to lie. I figured you'd just stay true. Because Patriot fans seem to just believe no matter what, they're going to win. But, all right, so we're going to go on to the game that I know you wanted to talk about, Panthers-Vikings. Yeah, this game right here, this is my game to watch of the week. Ooh. I mean, 
both teams have like their starting running back hurt and aren't going to play. Uh, that's going to affect the Vikings a little more, even though Adrian Peterson hasn't been himself so far this season. Uh, I just think the Panthers' defense is not going to have to plan as much for the running game. So it, it may affect their downfield throws. Yeah, Stephon Diggs may get double teamed. I mean, Stephon Diggs has been killing it so far this season, but, I, I mean, where he's their only true threat right now, I mean, uh, Jarek McKinnon is the running back, a converted quarterback, um, more of a receiving back, if anything. So Let's also not, let's not forget they also have Bradford, who had already a good game for them, so that means by, you know, calculations, he has to have a terrible one. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. He's due for one. He's like the but, Jeff Fisher of quarterbacks. Yep. So, um, does that mean you're going to be picking the Panthers? Am I correct to say that? Actually, no. Ooh, I'm okay. going with the Vikings on this game just because their defense is that dominant. Uh, Panthers have Benjamin, who is like so good out there, but I, the Vikings' defense is just phenomenal, and I think they're going to shut down the Panthers. Not, not shut them out, but like definitely like put a squash on them. Uh, Panthers' defense didn't do super great against a not good team last week, so. The Vikings could pull out a couple points early and uh, keep it going throughout the game. All right, I like it. So you got the Panthers falling down to one and two, the defending NFC champs starting off slow. All right, so. Yeah, I predict this to be a playoff game later on in the season. I, I think there'll be a rematch. Love all these little hot takes that you're throwing in there of late season predictions. Yeah, you know, that's my sports fans, bro. <laughs> like it so last and not least uh you got the battle of pa coming up you got a b and roethlisberger going against the wentz wagon who you got going there uh i, I have the Steelers taking this one i'm sorry greg don't get mad at me it's okay i understand but I, I mean the Steelers have a good defense uh they, they shut down aj green and aj green is better than everyone on the Eagles. like they don't they don't have a single receiving threat that can compete with that yeah that's true I, yeah I think Wentz is going to get a real awakening to what the NFL really is, considering he hasn't played a real NFL team yet. I mean, the Browns and the Bears, come on. Hey, Their defenses they're, are they're technically registered with the association, so they count. Yeah, okay. I do think one thing to look out for the Eagles for this game will be Darren Sproles. Last week, uh, the running back, Gio Bernard, like, had a field day minus his fumble issues. But I think Darren Sproles is a similar kind of receiving back and will probably also look pretty good. Yeah, he's going to be the safety valve, I think, going a lot forward, especially in this game against that tight defense. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. All right, well, you know what? So we got you going Texans. We got you going Vikings. Purple People Leaders taking down the Panthers. And then we got you going Steelers over Eagles. All right, so those are your locked picks for the week. Yep, those are my locked picks. I like it. We got some nice predictions thrown in there. You got to hear our super fans' sultry voice, which is always nice for everybody. And oh, yeah. I really appreciate you coming on, Dan. I know James does too. He wishes he could be here, but he's going to be joining me a little later on. All right, great. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Greg. No problem, buddy. Talk to you later. All right, have a good one. Wow. Exhilarating stuff. He's got such a good voice. Those are tones. Yeah. You know? Could soothe me to sleep. I think. Yeah, exactly. I always joke that uh, Jewett has two has one speed, and that's jackhammer. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Uh, thank you, Jewett, for those guest picks. Uh, are you a little surprised with his picks? 
I mean, I'm kind of ashamed that he didn't take the Patriots. I see what he's doing there. I understand why he didn't. But uh, take the Patriots, bro. Come on. I'm taking the Patriots tonight. We're not picking that game, though. Because we are it's, not. Um, it's Thursday already, and we're doing this a little late. So we're going to go ahead and pick the Sunday, basically all Sunday games today, Greg. Um, we have a few games that I have all set up, ready to go. Do you have your picks ready? I have my picks ready. Okay. I'll cool. let you introduce the games, though. You got it. Okay. At 1 p.m., uh, in Tennessee, this is the game that I like to call the Are You For Real game? And it's not even just like someone asking me something ridiculous and I ask if they're for real. One of these teams is not for real, and we're going to find out which one this game, Greg. Raiders at Titans. Both teams 1-1. One and one. Mariota looked pretty good last week. Um, David uh, David Carr did not – Derek Carr, excuse me. Wow, I'm going to keep doing that all Sorry, season. It's a, everybody's going to. <laughs> um, why would you name both your kids who are going to be NFL starting quarterbacks that you knew from birth? Something with a D. You got me. Um, Derek Carr didn't look as good last week. The Raiders lost. So uh, this week in Tennessee, the Titans are favored by one and a half points. Wow. Greg, does Marcus Mariota – and DeMarco Murray beat out Derek Carr and Amari Cooper in Tennessee. No, mainly because I think, one, the Raiders have shown that it doesn't matter how many yards they give up on their defensive side. Their offensive side can keep up with you and put up the points. And I think that's what they're going to keep doing. Cooper and Carr is a great connection. If they can get that running game going, it'll be even better. But overall, Tennessee, I think, just doesn't have enough to stay with the Raiders' offense. Their defense is, is all right. I mean, it's not it's not great, it's not terrible, but I don't think Mariota and Murray and them have enough to do on the offensive side that they can stay, you know, in the 20-30 point range like the Raiders are getting. The reason why I don't want to pick against the uh, pick the uh, the Titans in this game is because Mike Malarkey is the head coach, and that's kind of a bummer. It's just Malarkey. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, the Raiders' defense was supposed to be so good this year. Uh, and, they've re- and they've given up, like, what, 35 points in the first two weeks? They've given up over 1,000-something yards, which is the most in the first two weeks of a season. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, so even though this, this is supposed to be a really improved unit, in a gunslinging game in this situation, I would be inclined to pick the Raiders. But Tennessee's been so under the radar, and I think I'm going to bet on a uh, Mariota game that kind of thrusts them into the conversation about like, oh, wait a minute, is Mariota pretty good? Yeah. No one was talking about the Titans at the beginning of this season. I picked them as my AFC South champ, I'm just saying. Okay. Well, whatever. I'm not picking them in this game, but... I would... So I'm going to go ahead and throw uh, Tennessee as the winner of this game. Um, you know, I, I, I'm betting big on these people. I'm kind of taking chances out here. You are. Uh, you take swings, Greg. That's what you gotta do. That's though. what you do. You, you take swings. When you're losing in the pick'em, you gotta take swings to exactly. catch up. Exactly. So I'm gonna take Titans over Raiders in Tennessee. I always have a thing about the home teams too. It's weird. Yeah, you do. I like the away teams a lot though. So so far that's worked for me. Okay. Well, shut up. Um, Denver, Denver at Cincy. Um, both teams. Uh, no, excuse me. Denver's two and zero. Bengals one and one. In Cincinnati, Cincy is favored by three and a half points. Um, what do you think happens, Greg, when Andy Dalton goes up against uh, this defense of the Denver Broncos? Uh, I'm thinking it's about time the Broncos finally lose a game, basically. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. Dalton Green, I think, will figure out a way to at least get a few catches going, get something going offensively. Uh, running backs, they got two good ones with Bernard and Hill. They'll do some stuff out of the backfield, swing passes, some hopefully power runs. Uh, DeMarcus wears out for the Broncos. 
So that hurts them a little bit on their uh, defensive line. Yeah. It's a playmaker that they won't have. So I think that's just might be one of the little areas that, you know, tips the scale in the Bengals' favor. Their defense is pretty good. Trevor Simeon has not performed well at all. What? I don't think he's performed that well. I disagree, but okay. I mean, his first game, he did not look great. I mean, he played a be- he played better last week, but still. Yeah, I, don't... I mean, he outplayed Andrew Luck last week. That's yeah, no big, well, you know. Uh, Luck has been a weird quarterback the past two years in general. I'm not going to lie, he has. Anyway. Okay. Well, I don't know. I I'm mean, going... what's, what's, what, what do you think is not good? So he's, I mean, he's completed 67% of his passes for an average of almost eight yards. Granted, he has three interceptions and one touchdown, but they're not asking him to do very much. No, I know, but you can't turn the – if you're going to be only doing that, if you're not getting the touchdowns, if you're not – you can get the high percentage, but when it's done three picks, that's not good, in my mind at least. I guess. Okay. So, well, anyway. especially when you're going up against a good defense this week, you can't turn the ball over. It's going to be a tight game. It's going to be similar to the Bengals-Steelers-type matchup. I feel like it's going to be more of a – bump and grind type game where it's just going to be a lot of hitting yeah a lot of low scoring i'm going to guess it's going to be like 2017 but i'm going to go with Bengals favor i'm taking the broncos in this game i have not seen anything um from the Bengals that gives me confidence that they're ready to play the denver broncos right now they struggle to put up points against the jets who admittedly have a pretty good defense they struggle to put up points against the steelers who admittedly do not have a very good defense um Dalton, I mean, has left a lot to be desired to me. Dalton, uh, the re- the reason why I'm not worried about Trevor Simeon is because Simeon is not the person that the Broncos are really banking their playoff hopes on. The person that uh, the the Bengals are banking their playoff hopes on, Dalton, hasn't looked particularly impressive to me. I mean, he's got a couple. He had that one good game with AJ Green uh, in New York. Yeah. And, and outside of that, I haven't seen very much else to convince me that the Bengals are any good at all. Um, I think that Vaughn Miller is going to terrorize this guy. And I don't think that Andy Dalton does very well when he's under pressure. So I'm going to go ahead and put um, Broncos at 3-0 and this season and beating out the Bengals uh, when they're at home. Taking the away team, Greg. Bam. Boom. Look at you. We're, cha- we're changing our picks right out of the gate already with like who we'd take. I always go away. You always go home. Love it. Switched it already. Vikings-Panthers. Um Vikings are 2-0, and Panthers 1-1. and They're in North Carolina this week. Um, Carolina is favored by a touchdown, Greg, seven points. And they looked great against San Francisco last week. So do you think the Vikings are for real and are going to go to 3-0 and in Carolina, or do you think the Panthers are going to take this one? Uh, I think it's going to be hard. The Purple People Leader defense is going to you know, do its job. It's going to hold Carolina down, but I think it could only do it for so long. I'm going to be going with the Panthers just because, one, they're home. Two, I feel like that offense for the Vikings just took another big hit. No Adrian Peterson means, basically, you have no threat of a run game coming at you. You have McKinnon and Asiata, who do not strike fear into most defenses' eyes, especially when you're like, okay, Sam Bradford's one handing off to him. He could, if you take him out, you got Sean Hill coming in. I feel like quarterbacks have been getting hurt left and right. So that means it's only a matter of time till Bradford goes down. That's a speaking from per- personal, you know, history with that guy. But so I'm gonna go <laughs> with right. Panthers are gonna, you know, win at home, improve to two and one, and knock the Vikings down a little peg. Yeah, I don't think we need to touch more more on this. I think the Panthers are gonna, you know, kind of crush the Vikings here. I think the Vikings have again a great defense. 
uh, and a couple superstars in their secondary there. But the Panthers do a lot of stuff, like uh, a lot of read options, a lot of little short passes and whatnot, and they can kind of break for explosive plays more yep. often than not. Um, I don't think that Bradford has enough to beat uh, a Luke Keekley-led defense from, the, from Carolina. So I'm going Panthers. Panthers are going to win this one. I think that we're going to be in agreement on that one. But it's going to be an interesting game. I think that's yeah. one of the better games at 1 o'clock to watch. Um, okay, down to the 430 games, the 425 games. Excuse me. Uh, Jets Chiefs in Arrowhead. Kansas City favored by three points. Usually the home teams get about three points just yeah, from being at home. Just because. So these guys are just about even uh, according to Vegas odds. Um, Jets are 1-1. One one, Chiefs are 1-1. One one. This sort of feels like the closest thing you're going to get to a playoff game in week three. Um, two AFC teams trying to battle it out a little bit here. Um, what do you think is going to happen, Greg? Do you think the Jets can go into Arrowhead and beat up on the Chiefs? I actually think they can, just wow. because, you know, they haven't looked bad in week one, week two. Yeah, they lost the Bengals week one. It was close. Uh, you know, they played competitively. Uh, they're going against another team that's similar offensive style to the Bengals. I think their defense will hold them, but I feel like offensively they're going to explode again like they did against the Bills. Passing-wise, they've looked really good. Matt Forte has just opened up that whole game a lot because he can catch really well. He's been running the ball really well. And especially they're going up right now. KC's ranked 30th in rushing defense. So they're not doing too well against the run. So if the Jets can open up the run game just a bit, that means their pass game can open up even more. They got Marshall. They have Big Dick Decker. <laughs> that picture of his picture of his wife is hilarious. That's pretty good. Uh, and then they got... Um, in Sua or whatever. I can't remember how to say the guy's name. But he's like their third option out, wide out, and he's like come out of nowhere to be pretty good for them doing jet sweeps and short passes and making plays for them when they need them. So I yeah, think they sure. go in. Um, I'm inclined to pick the Jets. Uh, I think that the Jets have a defensive line that's similar to the Houston line that's going to give Alex Smith a lot of problems. Um, and I also think that their receivers end up being pretty good. But I'm also a Chiefs believer. I think that a lot of people were kind of down on the Chiefs. I am a Chiefs believer uh, this year. I think that the uh, AFC West is open to them if the Broncos will ever find a way to stumble with Trevor Simeon at quarterback. So I'm going to actually pick the Chiefs here at home today. Right. Um, I like I like Jamal Charles. I like this whole... Uh, I kind of like what they did against the against the Chargers. The main knock on the Chiefs were, was always that they can't make the big plays, and they came back in the, against that game against the Chargers a couple weeks ago uh, after being down big. Uh, Alex Smith could sling the ball around. One thing that I found that they would do, and um, this is a really interesting thing, is that the Chiefs actually have kind of revamped their offensive terminology a little bit. Uh, so Andy Reid would have like these massive plays that took forever for Alex Smith to say. So he can never really totally audible or do a hurry up or anything like that no. because the plays just took too long to actually physically say yeah. for people to hear him. Um, and they've kind of sped that up a little bit. So I like the way that they're doing that. I'm going to take Chiefs at home, um, beating up on the Jets, just basically because I don't want to see the Jets um, you know, improve here in the nice AFC East. Okay, last one. And I can't believe that we're still talking about this stupid team, but we are. Wow. Um, Steelers, Eagles, both two and zero. How are we still talking about the Steelers? It makes no sense. Yeah, exactly. Steelers, Eagles, both two and zero. Steelers uh, putting themselves in the conversation for most impressive team through the first two weeks. Uh, Eagles putting themselves in the conversation for most surprising team throughout the most first two weeks. 
They're both from Pennsylvania. We're in Philadelphia. Pittsburgh favored by 3.5. Greg, who is pulling it out this week? Uh, it's a tough one for me. Uh, you know, I want to go homer pick badly, but I understand how good the Steelers can be. Do it. Do I the f- homer pick. Do what? It. Do can, it. Can I? Do it. Peer pressure. <laughs> Fine. Peer pressure. I'm going homer pick. Bam. This is <laughs> was, what you do. I was gonna Mind go, games. I was going to go Eagles anyway. Oh, hey. <laughs> but, there we go. Uh, my reason being, you know, they are at home. Wentz, I think, has now gotten a little comfortable. It is going to be the toughest defense he faces by far. But the Eagles have seemed to figure out that, you know, short passes, he can stay in the pocket. I mean, Monday night football, yeah, the Bears lost like half their defense throughout the game somehow due to injuries. But he took some hits where he was getting basically pummeled to the ground and he saw it coming and he was getting the passes out and making the plays. And, you know, Ryan Matthews has looked good in the backfield. Eagles defense has looked phenomenal. It's a matter of if they can shut down A.B., I think they have a chance. And, I mean, D'Angelo Williams isn't the same as Le'Veon Bell. Eagles' rush defense is pretty damn good. They got Fletcher Cox up the middle, and they got Barwin, and they got guys coming from the side who have all looked fantastic so far. You know, I think it's going to be a surprise. I think the Eagles are – if anything, they're going to keep it close. But I'm going to say they edge it out somehow at home, even though that's just me being an Eagles fan. Yeah, Wentz looks like a player, man. That's really cool. Um, I'm just taking the Steelers. Steelers are going to kind of... I figured. Steelers, I think it's going to be kind of a blowout. I don't think it's going to be particularly close. Wow. Okay. <laughs> cool. Those are our picks for this week, as well as Jewett's picks. So, um, any thoughts that you have about any of our picks? You want to make fun of me? You want to make fun of Greg for picking the Eagles? Um, go over to Facebook. Uh, you know, Respond to us on Twitter. We're putting some of this stuff up there as well. By the way, James, I had to be a bear of bad news. I found our picks from last week. I went 5-0. and you went, not go five and out. I did. No, I picked the Jets, Steelers, Cowboys, Cardinals, and Vikings. And you went two and five. Hey, you two and three. You improved. No, you didn't go five and out. I did. Um, okay. I know it's hard to face and swallow. That's it for football for NFL talk this week. Good talk, Greg. Good NFL talk. Um, quickly before we move on to MLB, let's talk about the NCAA. Uh, you know, a little college football stuff. College football has been fantastic so far this year. Yeah, it's been pretty good, except for Notre Dame fans. Yep. Uh, last week, we had a couple interesting games. Uh, Alabama squeaked out a win over Ole Miss. That was a great game. I watched that. And then Florida State got embarrassed by Louisville. Dude, um, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Crazy good. Yeah, that's going to be pretty impressive. Um, and then we also had a couple other games in the top uh, the top 25. Ohio State beat up on Oklahoma a little bit. Um, and then I think that's pretty much it for the top 25 Michigan matchups. State oh, Michigan State Notre beat Notre Dame. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, we can just yep, brush past that one. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, we can just skip that one. Okay, cool. So this week, uh, the really the, the one game that I'm looking at, um, and maybe you tell me what you're thinking about, Greg. The one game I'm looking at this week is going to be, uh, where is it? Oh, here it is. Wisconsin versus Michigan State. Um, Wisconsin number 11, 3-0. Wisconsin. Bart Houston looks really good this year. Uh, and he looks like he's a promising, promising quarterback to watch out for in Wisconsin. Um, but you also have Michigan State, who's number eight, just coming off a big win against uh, Notre Dame. It's going to be in East Lansing, and Michigan State is uh, favored by five and a half points. Uh, so I think that's the game of the week, man, 12 p.m. Uh, check that one out. Anything that you're looking forward to this week in college football? Um, looking at the Tennessee-Florida matchup, it's always one of those games. It's number 14, Tennessee, number 19, Florida. It's just one of those matchups every year you kind of look towards, and if you're in the SEC – just because it always seems to produce an interesting game. Uh, I believe Florida is actually like uh, 11-0 and 0 in their past meetings. Oh, like wow. they're, they're on a big streak against them. 
So they're trying. The Vols need to win this to have any sort of chance to, you know, one, get to the SEC championship, which is everybody's goal, and two, you know, have a chance maybe to sniff the college football playoffs because, I mean, let's be honest, in the SEC, one loss could mean the end of your season. It's just basically how it goes. So I think that should be something to look at. And I think you're pretty spot on, too, with the Michigan State-Wisco matchup. It's going to be a fun one to watch. I think it'll be low scoring. It's going to be a bruiser-type matchup, running game strong. Yeah. Um, I want to also start a new segment, which is uh, in college football, called um, Biggest Line. Um, So I would like you, Greg, without looking at your phone, to guess what the biggest line is in this game. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you who it, who it is, but I want you to guess this line. Okay. I may, I may have cheated not knowing that already, that we were oh, doing the segment this okay. week. Okay. Well, we'll do but this can, next can week. I, can I take a guess? I might be wrong, yeah. but I'm going to guess it's Alabama over Kent State at 44. Yes. Alabama yeah. is favored by 44 points to beat Kent State. So whoever the athletic director is for Kent State, like, come on, dude. Dude, they only do it because it's a chance for their players to, you know, play at Alabama. It's a cool stadium. I know why they do in. it, but come on, dude. But, no, you know what? Shame on Alabama. Play play some real competition. This yeah. is the only thing that drives me nuts about the SEC. And it's just every year they have, like, three cupcake games on their schedule because, you know, they have to play their conference schedule. And yeah. it's so hard that the SEC should get those free games. No. I don't think that's how it should go. You should not be able to play, like, two – FCS teams and like another cupcake FBS team just because you're Alabama and I think it never gets put into consideration like they'll go 11 and 1 or whatever and then the committee's like hey you know what you know what we should do uh let's let's put Alabama in there you know they only lost like one team they were in the top 25 at some point and it's like oh you beat Chattanooga, Wisco, Green Bay, Southland cool good job and then my, uh, this is my other uh, new recurring segment until it actually happens. It's when will Michigan State play? Uh, when will Michigan play a real opponent? That's a good one. So that's a good one. Uh, this week we have them up against Penn State, who is unranked in Ann Arbor. Michigan is favored by eighteen and a half points. Um, so yeah, the is, record's deceiving. Two and one, it's not that impressive. Yep. So this has been your weekly installment of when will Michigan play a real opponent? It's so sad. <laughs> like Michigan, Mike's like, yeah, they're number four in the country. He's so yeah, excited. Dude. But guess what? They're not facing anybody. Literally anybody. They faced Colorado last week and were losing for a bit. And Mike's like, yeah, whatever. They came back and won like forty something to twenty eight. I don't care. You were still losing at some point, and you yeah, shouldn't be. Exactly. Okay. On to the MLB. There's some really interesting stuff happening here, and I want to kind of go through a couple things. Um, I want to. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to do, Greg, is rank this. Uh, have us rank the schedules of the uh, wild card teams that are coming up because it looks like the Red Sox are going to end up pulling away with the AL East. Shh. Don't jinx it. Uh, okay. Well, anyway. I mean, we're Red Sox fans, so. I, I... Uh, we're we're pretty <laughs> high up there, or not pretty high up, but we're up there on the AL East yeah. right now. Um, well, the seven-game win streak is pretty pretty much sealed. We're five for us. games up on the Blue Jays, who we actually play towards the end of the year. Um, so in the AL right now, it it looks like it's to be. It could even be about a four or five team race. One, two, three, four, five teams um, right now vying for the two wild card spots right now. Blue Jays are in the lead currently. The Blue Jays end their season with Yankees, Orioles, and Red Sox. The Orioles are in second place in the wild card standings, and the Orioles end their season with uh, Diamondbacks, Blue Jays, Yankees. Um, 
and then the Astros actually end their season with Angels, Mariners, Angels. Um, so I don't know. I'm thinking that the, the Blue Jays have the toughest schedule, if you ask me, because the Yankees will still kind of give them a hard-fought a hard battle. They're only two and a half out also. And the Red Sox, obviously, they've had some trouble with them the last few uh, last few weeks. This Orioles season, series, though, I think is going to be must-watch television. Um, I think for at least the Blue Jays, the Orioles, and the Red Sox series are going to be must-watch must TV. Well, it's the last series of the season. The two last Fenway. series are going to be against, A, their, their potential wild-card opponents, yep. that, or B, you know, their potential division opponents that will uh, for the division crown. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting. Uh, it, you make it, yeah. Wow, I can't even speak. It makes you wonder just exactly if these teams keep beating up on each other. Does that give Detroit or Houston or even Seattle that little gap that they need to, where right. they're all crushing on each other to slip in there and take uh, you know one of the wild card spots or even both of them? Yeah, because Detroit does play a couple games against Minnesota and then a lot their last series is against the Braves. You know, but they do also have the Royals and Indians in there. They have a four game series against the Indians. Yeah, um, but you got to wonder. It's pretty tough. Yeah, you wonder how much of that is going to be played by the Indians. You got seven and a half game lead. If they clinch within the next few days, I don't know if that series is this weekend. Well, because you can expect that the Blue Jays and the Orioles, since they're beating up on so much. Okay, so the, the Orioles will play the Diamondbacks, and the Orioles should win that series. Yeah, they should sweep that. Against the Blue Jays and the Yankees, the Orioles, that one could be a split. It's they probably going to be splits, I would think. And then the same thing with the Blue Jays. I mean, Yankees, Orioles, Red Sox, I think they should, uh, you know, they should, that could be a split as well. So if Detroit can take advantage and, you know, split with the split with the Indians there, but then beat the Royals and the Braves, they could actually put themselves in position to get that last wild card. The Astros are the other team. They're going to be playing the Angels um, seven times in the before the end of the season. Uh, and then with the Mariners thrown in there as well, um, who looked at one point to have made it, try to make a push, but they still um, could, still could, not far out. Not I mean, but out, the yeah. Angels, the Angels playing the Angels seven times is huge. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna, you should inevitably, inevitably win four to five of those games. Yeah. If you had to pick a wild card team right now, Greg, I know that we've already done our, uh, we've already done our predictions, predictions but that was a while ago. Yep. Things um, change, James. Yeah. Who would you be picking for uh, wild card consideration here? Right now, I'm going to go Toronto gets one of them. And I'm going to go Detroit gets the other. Yeah. I'm thinking Detroit mainly because... There's no I, way that three yeah. teams are going from the AL East to the amount that they beat up on each other these yeah. last few weeks. And not just that, I think by time the Tigers face the Indians, I actually think if the Indians have it wrapped up, they're going to start resting some guys. They're not going to be, you know, maybe pushing their starters as much. Maybe, yeah. Give them a one-week-off rest type thing. Maybe have them pitch the last games of the year just to keep them, you know, in shape. But I think it's going to be the thing that opens it up for them and gives the Tigers just enough space to come in, take that second spot away from the Orioles, I believe, especially with how they're playing right now. If they get swept by the Red Sox, I think the Orioles season is done. Yeah, I agree. I think it's over with. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that one. Um, okay, good. I think, uh, and then the NL wild card is really down to three teams right now, and this is the one, this is really fun. This is why we love baseball, man. Yep. Um, three teams right now are 80 and 72. Three teams tied so nuts. for wild card spots right now. The, the Cardinals, Mets, and Giants. 
Um, the Pirates and the Marlins are kind of sniffing it from behind, but they really don't look like they have much of a chance here. So it's basically a three-team race right now for two spots. Um, the Cardinals' remaining schedule is against um, the Cubs, which the series starts tomorrow, four games against the Reds, and, the, and uh, they finish it off against the Pirates. Again, the four-game series against the Reds is a big win for the yep. Cardinals. Um, but they do need to get past the Cubs this week. The Cubs could play spoiler for their longtime rivals, they and could. I kind of love that. I got the Giants schedule right here. They have the Padres, Rockies, and then they finish off with the Dodgers. Yeah, the, the Rockies and the Padres don't seem to me like a particularly challenging matchup for them. So, so they much. actually have a chance here to make a move. Um but again, their bullpen issues are so significant that I like wouldn't be surprised if they just kind of like went into uh, Coors Field after that big long stretch uh, in San Diego and then kind of lose both those series back to back, the Rockies Ooh, and Dodgers. I could see that. Uh, and then finally, it's the Mets, man. Uh, meet the Mets, and they got the Phillies, Marlins, and Phillies. Um, that seven games against the Phillies is huge. <laughs> there's no there's no getting around that. I mean, let's be honest. The games against the Marlins are pretty nice to have also. I mean, I guess. The Marlins aren't bad. I mean, they're a 500 team, and, you know, they're in, in division and whatnot. So, like, it's not – I don't know. I would say that these games against the Phillies, though, that's enormous. Yeah, that's a uh, – here, take it. Take the wild card. It's served up on a platter for you. If you don't take it, then yeah. you just choked big time. So I'm going to go ahead and say that the Mets get one of these spots, and I'm going to go with uh, Cardinals as the other one. I always, I know that I did even year stuff with San Francisco, um, but I just can't see them lasting. Uh, you know, through a couple big hitting ballparks like their two last series. Um, so I'm going to go Cardinals and Mets are going to be the two wild card spots there. I really just want this all to come down, same record, last day of the season type stuff, just because that makes it more exciting. Uh, I do think the Mets should take one of the spots. Uh, it's a toss between the Cardinals and Giants to me. I'm going to go with the Giants just because I feel like – I'm very biased against the Cardinals, so that's why. That's really <laughs> you my hate only. the Cardinals. I, do. I don't know why. It's just some. I don't know what it is about it, but uh, it's just one of those things. I can't. I can't explain it, James. But I'm gonna go Giants, uh, Mets, take the wild card, and I'm gonna take the Mets in that matchup. Ah, cool. Cool, man. Um, very nice. Any other baseball thoughts before we bring that? Uh, bring that back down. Uh, I just think more so being Red Sox fans, it might sound a little biased, but that weekend series against the Yankees, just impressive. It was really great. The fact that they were losing three of those games by three runs or more and came back and won all of them and Hanley just yeah. exploded. We're kind of peaking right now, which is a little scary. I it wish is. that we were peaking towards like the playoffs, which, I mean, it is towards the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, but offense is coming back around, so that's good. The pitching's looking good. Pretty Ricky is uh, pitching well. Yeah. If the Red Sox continue to score six or seven runs a game, it's or five, between like five and seven runs they've scored for the last few games. It's going to be tough to see. And their bullpen's finally stepping up. Exactly. It's, it's going to be tough to see um, someone someone beating them. Where it's seven in a row, I think. Yeah, it's seven games in a row. They've swept the Yankees three straight against the Orioles now. Yeah. Going for the four-game, two back-to-back four-game series, which is interesting. You don't usually see that. No. Um, ben Attende is back. He hit, a, he hit a dinger last night. I have a question for you. Yeah. Actually involving him. I was looking at him last night. Does he not look like he's supposed to be playing baseball? Doesn't he look more like a cross between a hockey bro and a lax bro? He definitely looks like he that he, 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 he picked up a little a lax stick in the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely could see him on the ice and everything like that. And then he's just out here swinging and hitting dingers. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that works for me, man. Ben Attendee. Yeah. And well, then uh, for those of you who listen who don't watch the Red Sox ever, they do this wind dance repeat thing where the outfitters do like a dance and two of them take pictures, pretend to do like a camera roll. Yeah. Ben Attendee got to do the dance last night. He pulled out Michael Jackson. He did the Michael Jackson. Um, and Jackie Bradley Jr. is one that he's done lately is the, uh, the ski, ski jump. Yeah. The slope, it's slope cr- jump. He gets so high on that last one. It's pretty phenomenal, just, yeah. I just get nervous when he comes back down. This is a fun team, man. The Red Sox are a fun team. The Cubs are a fun team. We're about to be in for a really interesting playoffs coming up. I mean, I think it would just be fun overall, and most people probably would agree, especially baseball fans. Red Sox-Cubs World Series would just be a phenomenal, phenomenal series to watch. Just for the team's histories, both of them play in super old ballparks. Yeah. You have the Ivy, the curse of you know the Billy Goat with the Cubs. Theo Epstein already broke the curse of the Bambino with the Red Sox. It'd just be like so many different storylines. I also love all of these all of these playoff teams, man. I mean, you've got like classic, classic teams here. You've got Cleveland, Texas, um, the Nationals, which is not a classic, classic team, but they finally look like they sort of put it together for this season. Yeah. Um, Cubs and Dodgers. I mean, that's a great that's a great playoffs, you know? Like, I understand that it's been really cool for Kansas City fans. And all that kind of stuff, but we need to get away from the Giants, Royals. We World want some series. big market teams. It's really what it's really what it comes down to. Yeah, exactly. It's terrible. To say, you like the Cinderella stories every yeah, few years. Let's but get your Boston in there. Let's get your Dallas let's in get your there. New York Chicago, in there. Chicago, Los Angeles. Um, you know, DC. Um, you know, even Cleveland is having its moment right yeah. now. So. What you want is basically you want a West Coast team and an East Coast team that are dominant markets because that's what's going to get the you know eyes on the screen. And that's what baseball needs. I mean, it's a battle between them and basketball, you know, switching two, three over the past few years. A lot of people say, you know, basketball is two. Others say baseball is two. It's just one of those things. We all know football is number one. So, you know, more eyes you can get, the better. And you're going to need the big market teams to get those eyeballs. Exactly. All right, man. Super Um, popular, James. Wow. I know. I'm blowing up. Just blowing up. Yeah, exactly. Okay, anything else that you want to cover, Greg, before we uh, kind of bring it on in? Uh, I don't think there's much else going on in the sports world that we want to talk about. I mean, the World Cup of Hockey's going on. World Cup of Hockey's going on. USA is terrible. It, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. USA got blown up by Canada. Mm. So that was fantastic. They this had is, a lack of hustle in that game. You know what? I'm proud of us because we've gone a long time, um, you know, blatantly disregarding hockey. And now that hockey's going on, now we can kind of like we're subtly bring, we're disregard bringing it up. It. Yeah. yeah, we're slightly we bring it up for a little bit. We basically, you know, Why, wash our hands of it. Wash our hands. Yep. Put down the USA's hockey team. That it's there. Yeah, and just walk away like nothing ever happened. You got it. I mean, it's just it's just sad though. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really poor showing. It's not, not good, USA. Get no. it together. Uh, good, right, good try, good effort. You're not going to make it out of the group round. Well, I appreciate this. Good episode. I like we kept it a little brisk, but yeah. that's okay. It's fine by me. Um, so from all of us here at the Sports Stance, everybody uh, in the room with us, all of our writers, all of our directors, our producers, um, all the cast that's sitting here watching us, you know, our interns are here getting me coffee, everybody. Uh, thank you. You people. You people yeah. are the heroes. It's all of you that make it really special. Yeah. The and, uh, you know, Dan Jewett, again, thanks for the picks. Hit 3K on Twitter. Look them up. Bam. That's all. I mean, that's basically it. What else is there to say? Nothing, man. Um, so, from all of us here at the Sports Dance, thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the weekend.